Welcome to Hearsay Social on the Air, episode 67. We love to make great products. Our mission is to make the world more open and connected. Google's mission is to organize Yahoo is about the past and future daily Around the clock, America's deep mind. More than 20 years ago, the radio was learning to Coming to you from our world headquarters in San Francisco, welcome to Hearsay Social on the Air. I'm Victor Gaxiola, I'm so glad that uh, you're joining us once again for a new podcast. Uh, and today, we're excited to bring on the show Dave Halligan, who's the uh, Director of Sales and Account Management at Sales Focus Solutions, which is based here in California. And uh, I met Dave earlier this year at an industry conference in Washington, D.C., and it was based on that experience that he extended a very kind invitation for me to join his organization at an event they did in Las Vegas this September, where I spoke about the advisor of the future. And you'll recall that there was some other exciting things that took place in Las Vegas, notably the uh, helicopter ride out to the Sky Bridge that uh, took us up from Las Vegas, flew off to the uh, western ridge of the Grand Canyon, and an amazing experience. So I'd like to thank Dave and the entire organization for that opportunity. Uh, so the Sales Focus Solutions Group uh, focuses very much, as we do at Hearsay Social, on the asset management space, on banks and insurance companies. They have a very special product called Mars, and I'll let Dave dive into the product as well as how they're working very closely with the financial services industry with technology that helps them evaluate not only their customers, but the opportunities as well. So without further ado, here is our interview with Dave Halligan. Okay, so joining us from Massachusetts, we have Dave Halligan of Sales Focus Solutions on the line. So welcome, Dave. Thank you, Victor. I appreciate the opportunity. Well, I tried to go through in the introduction as an explanation of Sales Focus Solutions, and I know we're going to get into that. But before we do, would you mind sharing a little bit about yourself and your background, Dave? Sure. Uh, I've been in the financial services software business for over 20 years. Um, I started with a small, privately owned firm that uh, its primary focus was mutual fund state compliance. And that firm grew from a software business to a service provider. And we um, were then acquired by a uh, large financial services firm. And then <clears throat> we were sold off as part of another acquisition to an even bigger financial services firm. So I spent uh, 18 and a half years with that firm and then I had an opportunity to uh, join Sales Focus Solutions now two years ago. And um, I looked at it as an opportunity to go back to my roots, so to speak, so I could be with another uh, growing uh, software firm that did service the financial services industry just in a different part of that business. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I could tell from uh, your LinkedIn profile and also just based on that, you've got a lot of experience working 
within the financial services space. Now, the, your title on LinkedIn shows as sales and account management at Sales Focus. So what exactly does that mean? I mean, what kind of work are you doing at Sales Focus Solutions? So my work is, is focused primarily in two areas. One is um, to bring in new business, and whether that or not that new business is through um, new clients coming on board or uh, having our existing clients uh, expand the breadth of how they use our product and services today. So I manage the client base that we have today along with our client support professional services group. And I also focus on bringing in new business uh, through just good old-fashioned lead generation and getting the word out about Mars and uh, how it can help those financial service firms. Mm-hmm. So for those uh, that may be unfamiliar with Sales Focus Solutions, and you mentioned Mars, I think I mentioned it also in the introduction, can you tell us a little bit about what your organization does um, and the audiences that it serves? Sure. Sales Focus Solutions is one of uh, four businesses under the same ownership group called Phoenix American. Uh, Sales Focus Solutions has been in existence for over 15 years now, serving the asset management industry. Starting off, our first client uh, was using our software program called MARS, which stands for Marketing and Reporting Sales. And essentially, it's an integrated sales and asset reporting tool uh, with a CRM that we built specifically for the asset management industry. So it's one system where your asset management firms, a mutual fund firm, for example, has a sales desk, and they use Mars as its CRM and tracking all of the sales and asset data from all the different sources of sales data that that firm takes in, so all the different selling agreements. So dating back 15 years, you know, you probably just had your transfer agent and the two or three uh, retail providers, Schwab and Fidelity, and then as time evolved and sub-accounting really exploded into the marketplace and all the different sources of data that uh, these firms had coming in, it's hard for them to know who's actually selling their products. So the internals are using Mars to uh, gain insight, to help the externals uh, schedule the meetings and the calls and get an understanding of where the sales and assets lie, where the opportunities lie, where they need to reach out and and say thanks and appreciate the business that is being brought in. And it really just, it, it provides insight into what can be a bit of an opaque business in terms of where those sales are coming in from. Uh, we deal with a lot of different firms. We um, uh, contract with uh, over 40. Some of them are some of the largest providers in the business all the way down to the mid-sized firms and some uh, small boutique firms. So firms of all different sizes benefit from our products and services. Mm-hmm. And as Mars has evolved throughout the years with the industry, we've seen opportunities to provide services such as data cleaning. So the uh, firms don't have to spend the time and resources and effort to clean that data because if that data is not clean, if it's not accurate and up-to-date, then it's really not useful to those firms. So we provide the service to clean that data. So we have a group of people that are um, doing uh, trade and asset resolution on a daily basis for our clients. Mm -hmm. We've also evolved in the mobile space. Uh, We actually, believe it or not, we had a product on the Palm Pilot. And then we had uh, a BlackBerry app um, that was very well received. 
And then a couple of years ago, we came out with a um, app on the iPad and the iPhone. So we developed an app on the uh, for the iOS devices. And that has been very well received by our clients, and we've had a lot of um, adoption to that in addition to the enterprise system that we do offer to our firms. Mm. We also evolved with uh, different requests from clients to the point where we actually created another module within Mars that deals strictly with 22C2 compliance, and this was based on a client need. Now, after that client went live, we then marketed that to other clients. So we have another add-on into Mars that can benefit uh, the asset management firms. So some clients may use the sales and asset reporting with our CRM. Some may use the uh, addition of the 22C2 module, but some may use that as a standalone. So you can you can pick and choose what you want to use through Mars. And, you know, as a CRM uh, software provider now for 15 years, we've um, been, um, you know, met with a bit of a challenge in the industry where Salesforce has come in and that has become the go-to CRM for um, all industries. Mm-hmm. So what we did in that case is rather than, um, you know, competing with them, we, we adapted and we created an integration so that our clients can use the sales and asset reporting part of Mars. And then we provide an integration with Salesforce. So if they choose to use Salesforce as their CRM, if it's an enterprise decision, mm-hmm. well, we can adapt to that and provide them with the solution where they're still getting the essential engine of Mars, which is the sales and asset reporting piece, and still able to take advantage of the other modules in Mars, including the data cleaning and the mobile app, uh, and then have that integrated with Salesforce. And then the last piece that the most recent evolution of our product has been in the ETF space. So we partnered with a very large, well-known firm to enhance Mars so that they can report on the ETF business that they do through the same hierarchy that we designed Mars in that firm office and rep um, model. So we're bringing in data for uh, the ETF provider so that they can get the uh, sales and asset information down to the advisor level. Uh, if it's provided or at the office level. And we've also created a market share intelligence platform that they're going to be using that will also be uh, rolled out to the rest of our clients to use on the mutual fund side of the business as well. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that um, not only do we have uh, mutual fund and ETF uh, providers as our clients, but we also have insurance companies as clients. So Mm -hmm. we do have insurance companies that are using Mars for their uh, tracking of their sales. Right. So I know that's a bit of a long-winded introduction of what Mars does, but there's quite a bit that we do offer, and I wanted to make sure that we, we give a good overview to the listeners. No, I, I appreciate it from the standpoint that it's uh, it's always fascinating to me, all these different technologies that are being developed. And, and in this case, it sounds like it's a B2B evaluation sales and analytics tool. And uh, for those that obviously don't have a look at it, uh, right now in front of them because this is a podcast so we don't have the visual component. Uh, I did get to see a, the dashboard and the platform in Las Vegas during the uh, Sales Focus event out there that I spoke about a little earlier in the introduction. But um, can you walk us through a little bit of what that looks like and how uh, wholesalers or the asset managers or the insurance agents are using uh, Mars in the field? Sure. The platform that we have 
provides a dashboard where you log in and you have in front of you um, different gadgets, uh, if you will, to uh, capture uh, sales information, sales and asset information and or CRM information. So you want to know what were the sales, you know, the prior day sales. So you can have it broken down and you can have it either through a data view or a graph view to see what your sales were uh, by rep, by office, by firm. Uh, you can break it down by product. So uh, firms that are offering multiple products, you can break all that information down by product. And you customize it based on how you as the user want to see it. What do you want to see? Do you want to see prior day purchases, week to day, month to date? Do you want to see a trending report where you can have a trending report that's showing you month over month, quarter over quarter? Do you want to have it uh, showing... Uh, by a comparison date, so current year versus prior year. We built Mars in such a way that the reporting is very flexible. So we have standard reports that um, users can then manipulate and change and create different scenarios. So of the over 160 standard reports that we have, you could have multiple scenarios of each one. And it's based on, um, it's by user preference. So Mars has its own uh, different job functions and roles. So you may have a group of internal wholesalers that log in and get a specific dashboard, and it's broken down by their channel and territory. And they may be servicing one or two wholesalers in the field, so they get to see what the view of the um, book of business that that wholesaler is doing. Now, the wholesaler will log into Mars as well, and they may have their own specific views that they've designed just to understand what their book of business is. Now, the internals and the externals are going to work together, but as I mentioned, the externals may have the mobile app. So they may have uh, some information that they're getting on the mobile device, which is tied into the same data uh, that exists in Mars, but it's just presented a little differently since you know it is a mobile device. They may be communicating back with the internals and may want to get a little more information or a little more detail into what they're seeing on their mobile device, and then the internal can um, present that to them either by running a query or a report on demand if, if it's not if that information is not provided in any of the reports uh, that have already been delivered uh, onto their device uh, for that specific business day. <clears throat> and to go a little bit above and beyond um, you know the internals and the externals. We have a lot of clients where uh, management, senior management and the executives are actually using Mars to get a wholesale view of the business. Mm. Uh, we have executive reporting that's built into Mars that's um, essentially it's on-demand reporting where you drill down into the information. You, run, you, you just click on the executive information summary and then you can see what the, what the uh, sales and asset balances are based on firm, office, rep product, channel, territory, wholesaler. Uh, so there's a, a lot of different ways to um, get at the data um, that you need to, depending on what your specific job function is. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, your website lists off, and I think you did a really good job of providing a, an overview of the products that uh, Sales Focus Solutions offers, but there's also some additional services. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the uh, services? Sure. We have, um, you know, for, for smaller clients that aren't quite ready yet to have their own 
system that they uh, log into every day. We do provide some enhanced reporting services. So this is a good model for some of the smaller firms that you're looking at that, you know, might be in that under 500 million AUM range, uh, and they just don't have the capacity, the capital, or the need to have their own system just yet, but it may be something that they grow into. So what we do is we offer them a an enhanced reporting service where we set them up in their um, you know their data in a Mars database and the the system looks the same to our employees as it does to the clients that have the direct Mars model. But what we do is we we agree on a specific number of reports that we provide them either on a daily, weekly, or monthly. Uh, basis, depending on the agreement that we have with them, and they get the benefit of having all of their data aggregated from their different selling agreements. So they're not taking the transfer agent, the sub-accounting provider, the broker-dealers, and the web portals and trying to put all that information together so that they can gain some insights into their sales um, by cobbling together five or six different reports from different providers. Mm -hmm. We aggregate that for them and then provide them those Mars reports so that they can go and, and, and uh, put, those, put that data into action. The other service that we provide uh, is our data stewardship, which I had talked about. So we've been doing data, data cleaning for our clients now for um, over seven years. And of all of our clients, there is only one um, that is, there are two that still do it on their own, um, and well, actually three that still do it on their own. One of those, we're doing some of it for them um, on a, on a uh, as-needed basis, and then we have another one that is interested in offloading it to us. Because if you look at the economies of scale, you know, we, we're doing this for all of our clients. So we've built this master database of information that we have the ability then to leverage across all of our clients. So if we know that, you know, a rep moves or changes offices or firms, you know, we're capturing that information in our database and all of our clients benefit from that. Mm -hmm. And we also do something that some of the, you know, the other providers in this space don't do. We're actually making calls to those firms and those offices where we're getting uh, data that's not complete or we think might not be accurate. And we're making calls out on behalf of our clients to those offices. And we've established relationships with all these different firms and offices over the years so they recognize who they're talking to. And we have the benefit of doing that, that making that manual effort to go ahead and get those uh, those unresolved trades um, brought down as, as far as we can go down to the record advisor level um, where possible. And then the other piece that we've actually done this for non-Mars clients is we provide a service where we'll come in and we'll do a, a one-time data cleanup. Mm -hmm. So they may not be using our system. Mm -hmm. They may be using another CRM. Uh, they may be using, you know, uh, a an in-house system or a, a database that they built in-house uh, and they've leveraged our expertise to come in and clean up the data that they have uh, so that they can, you know, take more accurate action on the data that they have. And, you know, our hope 
is that when we do provide that service, that they see the benefit of what we provide and they, they may be, you know, a future Mars client down the road somewhere. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I shared with you when we were together in Las Vegas how similar I thought that our approach to the business was here at Hearsay Social and, of course, at Sales Focus Solutions because you brought together a community of your clients in Las Vegas to share with them, I guess, the latest iteration of Mars. And um, and it sounded to me that you really do take a lot of the feedback from your customers to help you with enhancements of the product. So could you share with us a little bit of how you engage uh, the financial services industry and very specifically how you work very closely with your clients? Sure. Yeah, that's a great point, Victor. So we, we had a very um, successful client conference back in September. And, um, you know, the our client our client base is, is a uh, very close-knit community. So we try to encourage um, interaction amongst our clients, not just through us, but, you know, through each other. So over the years, we've had um, client webinars and uh, different uh, product launches that we've shared with the clients. But, at, you know, as a result of our product launches, they, they're a direct result of the input that we get uh, from our clients. So a lot of the enhancements and the changes that we do to the system, and we're rolling out um, version 8 to our clients now, which you saw debuted at the conference, and the enhancements and the changes in version 8 are a direct result of the input that we get from our clients. Uh-huh. So it's a combination of that as well as uh, trends in the industry. So we'll have, um, you know, back in 2007, we had the frequent trading issue. The Rule 22C2 came out. We had a client come to us with a need, and we built a 22C2 module. Uh, we have clients that come to us with needs in terms of some of the challenges that uh, are in and around the uh, the team reps. I mean that that's been something in in the industry where you know there are a lot of team advisor teams now, and how do you allocate the correct sales and asset balance to those members of of each one of those teams? And that's something that we've been working with our clients to. Uh, ensure that we uh, enhance Mars to accommodate for those changes because we've had a team rep profile within the system, much like we have a, a specific rep or advisor profile in the system. We've had the team rep profile uh, for some years now, but there requires some enhancements based on how those um, those reps are doing business and how those trades are coming through on the the, the different data sources that we get. So that's an example of how we continue to work with our clients uh, in that space. For the clients that use our CRM, uh, you know, there's been a, a big enhancement on our campaign module uh, so that uh, the clients can have a more targeted and specific uh, campaign through the Mars system. Uh, we've had enhancements to our Salesforce integration that have been direct results of requests from our clients. So, you know, we meet with our clients, we talk with our clients um, uh, on a regular basis uh, through conference calls, and then we'll have, you know, client on-site meetings where we'll we'll come on-site, do annual due diligence reviews and things like that. And we just continue to have a discussion about how we can better enhance the product. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, there, there's always the, the balance between, so how do we enhance the product to make it better for one client or do we enhance it so it encompasses the entire 
um, client environment. And um, we also, you know, so we'll offer different flavors of that where if a client needs it, you know, right away and, and we're not sure if it's going to benefit all of the clients right away, you know, that might be something that the client will have to do through professional services. But then there are other times where we'll say, no, that's, you know, we can see the benefit to everyone and we, and we do that, um, you know, as just part of uh, the added value of being a Mars client. And it's either included in a quarterly maintenance release or, or uh, one of our, one of our um, newer version releases that we do every 18 to 24 months. Mm-hmm. But we do work very closely with the clients. And we're, at, we're actually, uh, one of the things that we talked about at the client conference was enhancing our client community uh, online. And we had a meeting a couple of weeks ago with a pilot group of clients. We're, we're going to be um, launching an online community through our website for our clients. Uh, where not only will they be able to collaborate with each other, but they'll be able to track things like the enhancements that they have, and they'll be able to um, leverage the um, industry knowledge of other uh, clients and get information from them. And it'll be a private client community where ideas can be shared. And then we'll also be able to, you know, leverage our in-house expertise, whether it's from our developers or the QA group or or some of our uh, business analysts and project managers. So the collaborative effort that has always been there in the past, whether it be through uh, phone conversations, emails, or um, uh, meetings or webinars, is now going to go to the, you know, the next level of having that online uh, client community through the web. Right. Well, and the key word there, I think, was collaboration, because that's exactly what we've developed here at Hearsay Social. Very similar is working very closely with our clients to understand their challenges and their opportunities and how they can leverage technology uh, to meet you know, those challenges and those opportunities. So um, it sounds like you're doing something very similar. And I'm curious, just from the standpoint, it sounds like you are keeping tabs on some of the trends in the industry as well. How how are you engaging uh, the financial services industry? And more importantly, I really wanted to get to is uh, what have been some of your uh, main findings and ob- observations when it comes to the adoption of technology in financial services? Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting. I go to uh, a lot of con- a lot of industry conferences, and I hear a lot of um, you know different thought leaders and speakers, which is you know how you and I met, and. Um, I hear that uh, a common theme is that financial services is a little bit lagging when it comes to adopting technology. Now, I can see both sides of that. You know, you, you can see some older mainframe systems that are still in place today at some transfer agents, but I also see a lot of innovation that occurs um, at some of our clients and some of the prospective clients that I've worked with where, you know, Mars, the Mars data at some of our clients is one piece to a big puzzle where this information that we have in Mars is being taken into a data warehouse with uh, a lot of other different sources of information that are being used at that firm. And they're building BI tools on top of that. And they're able to, um, you know, marry 
different sets of data across different business lines. So I do see um, a, a trend towards that, uh, as well as you know the, the the buzzword of big data is um, you know it's everywhere. And one of the things that I learned um, a couple of years ago at, when I was at a conference was you know don't don't worry about the big data. Use the data that you have. You know, people get caught up in the big data, but they're not using the data, you know, that they have at their fingertips. So take the small data and make sure that that data is is accurate and it's up to date and it's clean and it's reliable. Because if it's not, then you can't you can't even you know get to that that big data piece. Uh, so I, I, you know, I see a mixed bag of. Uh, firms that are engaging that uh, in terms of having that uh, that data warehouse and leveraging all the different data sources, and then I see some firms that are just you know have a hard time just managing what they currently have, and they're not sure what they have because it may not be um, you know the best set of data or clean data uh, that they can that they can take action on or that they've been burnt in the past because they haven't had clean data and their you know their group may not necessarily rely on that data um, because of you know it it not being uh, in a good in a good space prior to that mm-hmm. the other thing that I see in terms of uh, adopting technology is um, in terms of demographics, so you're going to have, um, you know, people that have been in the industry for, um, you know, quite some time, and they've built a, a good book of business, and they've done it through, um, you know, old-fashioned phone calls and, and networking, and and they may not use a mobile device or use it to the extent of, you know, using it past email. They may not look at it and 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 see the benefits of having the data at their fingertips uh, like we provide with our mobile device. But you'll have, you know, the other side of that demographic where people are coming into the workplace today where that's what they grew up with, and that's the only way that they know how to access information. Uh, So, uh, you know, I see a mixed bag there depending on the demographics uh, of the user base of, of the clients. But, you know, some of our most um, uh, ardent supporters uh, are people that have used our technology and see the benefit of it. And a perfect example of that is uh, I had a couple of um, new client referrals this year that came directly from wholesalers that used uh, the Mars product, both the Mars uh, web product data cleaning services and the um, the mobile app and they left the firm that they were at and went to another firm um, that didn't use Mars and um, when they went there they asked that firm to get in touch with us and they did and they became clients and that's a perfect example of they were used to using our technology and they went somewhere else and didn't have the benefit of our technology there and they brought us in, and we were able to make a good business case to that firm. 
so it started with, you know, somebody who was already using our system. So as you know, the best advertisement that you can get is through, you know, your current client base. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was hoping you, you would share a, a success story, and it sounds like uh, you had one there from the standpoint that someone moving was used to using the technology, goes to a new place, and wants to re-experience the opportunity to you know leverage this technology to help them gain new business. Um, you mentioned big data, and as we are evaluating uh, the entire landscape of financial services, you know, it's constantly evolving, constantly changing. So, Dave, from your perspective, where do you see digital technology going and evolving in financial services? Well, I see it continuing to uh, evolve and, and, and expanding its footprint uh, as, as time goes on. I, you know, we, we've had a myriad of experiences when it comes to um, launching um, our mobile devices uh, at different firms. You know, we've had a lot of um, uh, bureaucratic red tape that we've had to go through and security and things like that because, you know, a lot of these firms are really locked down tight. And in order to, um, you know, launch an app onto a a mobile device uh, at some of these firms, um, it it, it takes a big effort. Um, But one of the nice things about, um, our firm is that you know we're very flexible, so we can we can accommodate um, all different types of requests. So you know an example of one of the clients that we have, you know uh, they're one of the uh, larger banks um, um, in, in the country, and they have some pretty tight cybersecurity rules and regulations. And one of the nice things that we got. Uh, from their their security person when we went through the process of of, um, implementing our mobile app and going through all of the uh, checks and balances when it came to those regulations was he said, you know, we've had a lot of failed partnerships because they couldn't accommodate our security regulations. And you know, he told us, I just want to let you guys know that, you know, you've really gone above and beyond and been flexible to be able to, you know, work with us. Wow. You know, so it was nice to hear that from, you know, working with a large bank um, in, a, you know, and us being uh, a growing software firm. Uh, so it just shows the, um, you know, the ability for us to uh, adjust and adapt depending on who the who the client is and what their requirements are. But I, I see that, you know, if you take that example where the barriers of entry are, are so difficult, um, you know, but once, once you get in and they start using your technology uh, and then, you know, the, and they have other technology that's in place, I just see that continuing to expand because, you know, if you think about it, Victor, 20 years ago, email was, you know, was, was, you know, just really coming out. And so was the internet. And that was back in the, you know, the, the age of the Netscape IPO. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, things have evolved so much since then in such a short period of time that the evolution of technology um, will just continue. And then will, you know, uh, you know, one of the things that I like about your presentation uh, that you do is you show, um, 
um, the um, the crowd at the Vatican Square, and everybody's <laughs> holding up um, um, cameras or 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 turning on um, you know lighters or candles, and then the the most recent slide is everyone's holding up their iPhones mm-hmm. or their cameras mm-hmm. uh, or their iPhone cameras, you know, and you would, so, you know, how is it going to continue to evolve in the financial services industry? You know, in our, uh, the, the, the part of the business that we deal with, you had wholesalers that are out there in the field with boxes of material that they would bring into meetings. You know, now they're coming into meetings with their iPad and they're showing all that marketing material on an iPad and they're reviewing it on the iPad. Uh, They had phone books, the yellow pages. You know, now they're bringing up a a rep profile on our app and they're seeing, you know, what businesses, um, what business have they done with, with them, you know, over the past 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, what cross-selling opportunities are there? What's the market share intelligence data? You know, all of that is at their fingertips now. What other products, what other competitive products are they selling? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you see that and, and having that information on your iPad or your iPhone minutes before you walk into the meeting, it's just an example of how technology is making us better um, managers of time. So we don't have to spend as much time doing the research, research prior to you know having these meetings because it's right there. It, it's right, you know you can you can you can prep for that meeting fifteen to thirty minutes beforehand with all the information that you have on on your device. Right. So well, I see the footprint of technology continuing to expand, um, but it's going to be interesting to see you know the talk of. Um, Robo advisors, right? So our clients are, um, you know, our clients' clients are the the advisors in the field. You know, so how are those advisors competing with the robo advisors, or will they have to compete with them? Because you look at um, something like WebMD, right? Well, it didn't. WebMD didn't do away with doctors; <laughs> it just made the patients more educated. <laughs> I think it made and then patients more when they went into their doctor. <laughs> I was gonna say. I think. Yeah, exactly. I, think I, I think. I I was gonna say. I think it made patients more edgy because it seemed anything. Anytime I looked up WebMD for whatever ailment, it I, I felt I had some sort of life-threatening disease. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't see doctors going away. But you know, to that same point, you have the financial advisor who you want to talk to. Mm-hmm. Who's going to talk to you about your kids going to college? Right. Who's going to talk to you about your retirement? You know, and a robo advisor is not going going to to provide that. So what I think that, you know, some of the challenges in that space are going to be that the advisors are going to have to spend more time getting to understand and know their clients better mm-hmm. and get and being educated uh, about them and knowing that, you know, competition is good. So knowing that there, there are other competitors out there, not just the other financial advisors, but, you know, some of this other technology that, that, that tends to be disruptive. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, and that's how exactly how we see it, and that's where we uh, encourage um, our customers to fully leverage the access to digital technology, whether it's social, mobile, or web, 
to really have a better picture of their client and their base of clients. And we talk about big data and it's really extracting the important pieces of the big data where they can take action to improve on the relationship or to make specific recommendations. And um, and we just see it as, you know, a tool that will help them be much more efficient and, and uh, that allows them to encompass, you know, this entire volume of information and really use and leverage information to take action that's actually going to make a, a difference in the lives of clients. So um, it sounds like, you know, we're kind of working along the same lines and helping our clients, our collective clients, uh, leverage technology just to be able to uh, improve the efficiencies and their opportunity for new business. If uh, people were curious to learn a little bit more of Sales Focus Solutions and specifically Mars, where's the best place for them to get that information, Dave? Sure. So our website is SFS Mars, so as in Sales Focus Solutions. So it's sfsmars.com. And, um, you know, everything that they need to, to learn about us is, is right there on the website before they'd want to get in touch with me. And they could do that uh, through my email, which is dhalligan, D-H-A-L-L-I-G-A-N, at sfsmars.com. Or you could look me up on LinkedIn under David Halligan. I'm there as well. And um, other than that, you know, you can always give me a call at 978-473-0350. And, Victor, I just want to thank you again. You know, having you uh, speak at our conference mm-hmm. um, was, was, a, was a great benefit for us uh, as a company. And I know our clients enjoyed it. And we share several clients, which was also nice to find out. And I appreciate this opportunity for the interview today. Oh, well, you're welcome. And thank you, Dave, for joining us on Hearsay Social on the Air. I will include a link to your website on our podcast notes. And so it's easy for people to click to find out a little bit more about Sales Focus Solutions and some of the things that we talked about today, as well as some of the additional products and services that are offered by your organization. Um, Dave, I see us uh, pass crossing and continuing to cross as we continue to serve this marketplace together. But thank you again on behalf of not only myself, but everyone here at Hearsay Social for joining us on the show today. Thank you, Victor. And I look forward to our path crossing again. Okay. Take care. Okay. So that was my interview with Dave Halligan, Director of Sales and Account Management at Sales Focus Solutions. And as you can tell, a lot of uh, parallels as it relates to our approach to the financial services industry and working very closely with our clients to understand not only the trends and the changes that are taking place in this evolving world of financial services, but how we take a lot of that feedback, build it back into the product and just continue to collaborate uh, with our primary audiences to ensure that we're helping them be efficient, helping them be productive so that they get results. So I wanna thank once again, Dave, for joining me on the show today. So as we approach the uh, tail end of the year, I've uh, got a couple of asks for you. So if you've been listening to the show, first and foremost, I'd ask that if you haven't already done so, please provide a review of HS On Air on iTunes, or if you listen to us on our podcast through our blog post, go ahead and add a comment. And we're also looking for any questions or suggestions. So if you think of a guest that you'd like to have, or if you've researched or listened to any of our back catalog of shows in the past, who you'd like to hear from again, let us know as well. So we try to mix it up with people from within Hearsay Social and, of course, industry thought leaders and partners that are outside of our building here in San Francisco. And we're always open to suggestions. So you can send us an email at onair 
at hearsaycorp.com or you can also reach out via Twitter using hashtag HS on air. So I want to thank uh, everyone for listening and for providing feedback. And we certainly look forward to the remaining shows that we have this year, as well as a very exciting catalog of shows that we are going to be piecing together for 2016. So once again, I am Victor Gaxiola, the Senior Customer Advocacy Manager here at Hearsay Social. And I want to thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time on HS On Air. This has been a Hearsay Social production, recorded in our state-of-the-art recording studios in San Francisco, California, the Great Golden State, seated at the watery edge of the majestic Pacific Ocean. We'd like to take this brief moment in the vast expanse of time to thank you, our listeners, for lending us your ears, for we understand that your time is precious. Like the most delicately crafted pearl, cradled at the bottom of the sea. Truly, we hope to our most inner heart and soul that you'll consider joining us for next week's episode. But until then, Godspeed, and follow us on Twitter 